The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Everybody says, I know all these insights, but how do I turn them into my awareness? I figured out how to turn all the insights, all the real talk into awareness, just like I do. I know it's going to require work, but at the same time, it will really uh, give you quite good direction on how to do it. And the way you do it, turning knowledge into awareness is through critical thinking. Critical thinking means you really think about it yourself. You try to, you know, balance it, figure out where the flaws are and really try to understand it from your own subjective reference frame. Because a lot of the time when I talk about stuff, you guys just look at it, you listen to it, you just treat it as information. You don't think about it critically. And the reason why I'm mentioning it is because there's a guy here, Fabio, we just had a good talk and he said that it is only when he started really critical thinking about also himself that he started realizing how much flaws he has and how much he can adopt. And the problem is most people that are watching the stream, you guys do not critical think. You guys just don't do it. You guys just adopt ideas. I say something, it sounds interesting, and you go like, okay, that's interesting, but you don't really truly think about it. You don't try and criticize it, or you don't try to understand it. And that is a problem. That's why it just stays there. You basically have all this knowledge around you, but because you don't think critically about it yourself, you do not adopt it and absorb it as part of yourself. So critical thinking is what bridges knowledge into awareness. It's to critical think yourself. It's about being able to take the insight and relate to it from an experience level, but it goes even further. The best thing you guys can do is all the insights you hear, right, on the real talk, is to write them down in your own words. Write them down into your own words and figure out, does this make sense, what I'm writing down? Think about it. Like all the insights that I've talked about, go through it and write them down in your own words, not in my words, in your own. And try to figure out if it goes in conflict with what you think. And if it is, why? Is it flawed? Is it not flawed? That's how you critical think. And that is what will allow you to grow tremendously. What Fabio told me like earlier today, he said he wrote his entire life down yesterday and why he made certain decisions and how he felt a certain way. And he said that certain times it caused a lot of anxiety and fear. It was threatening to admit to himself why he did certain things. And it was because of an ex-girl and because of past experiences and such. But he wrote it all down. And by doing it, he started realizing that he was living a life based on that script. And he said, like, if it wasn't for the making sense, and if it wasn't for me talking to him yesterday saying, you don't need experience in order to be able to absorb insights, he started realizing okay, if you can't do it through rationality, let me just write it down and try it. And he really had the will and the energy to do so, because if you don't have the will or energy to do so, you're not going to do that. But he wrote it all down, and since it's much easier to write down about your past and your life from a third perspective, it really allows you to see your motivations, why you do what you do. And it can feel very threatening to admit it to yourself. And that's why I sometimes say to people, you've got to be honest to yourself. You've got to be honest why you do certain things, where they came from, what the cause is. 
everybody watching the stream would just go through their life and really write down their life and why they do what they do now, why they made a certain decision and are fully honest, whether it's because they wanted to be nice or they wanted to feel like prove themselves they're worth it or if they want to, you know, show that they're more confident than they are and all that stuff. If you write that down, step by step, and you're really honest about it, and you look at it as a third perspective, it can really allow you to let go. Of course, the problem with that is it will cause a vacuum. Definitely when you never have critical thinked. If you don't think critically for yourself, and you've only your entire life been adopting beliefs and ideas from your outside, from your environment, then you feel so scared. You go like, what now? What now? Well, what now is you can start building a framework using your own critical thinking and your own reasoning that is much more structured and much more in line with what you are. That's when you start aligning your self-image with your true self. Before you just had that identity that was created by your environment or by your experiences without being uh, so much part of the equation. You just went through it very impulsively. But by writing it down and seeing all the flaws and stuff and just letting that go, you allow yourself to be able to start from scratch and really start building a framework that is much more consistent, much more logical, and much more solid. The problem, though, is, and I say it again, is we have the tendency to feel threatened. We have the tendency to push that away. We don't want to see it. We don't want to confront ourselves with our own inner fears. We don't want to, like, always see that. And that's why having some level of emotional intelligence is quite important in order to be able to even go through that process. Because a lot of people can't even see it. I can explain it now. Same with Fabio. He said, I didn't see it. When I came over here, the reason why I came over here, everything was to fit in that certain profile, that identity. And I didn't see it. It's only when I really started writing it down and because I experienced a lot of dissonance and stress that I started realizing, wait a minute, my drives are different than what I'm allowing myself to believe. And that's why it's important to not lie to yourself. And the funny thing is like, this is just a little gimmick, but you could almost think if you have your brain and you have a certain neural network that is responsible for a certain belief that is flawed, your identity, like these neurons are literally fighting to stay alive when another threatening ID comes. These neurons that are also on a certain level cognitive capable are literally fighting to stay alive because if they don't get neural activity anymore, their neural pathways start shrinking and even at a later stage, the neurons just die. So literally, your identity dies. Sounds quite crazy. On a neural level, your identity, in a sense, dies. Makes it sound a little bit more dramatic. Makes you maybe realize why you hold on these IDs. Because if you don't hold on on these and you start stimulating other parts, the parts, these parts actually die in your brain. It's literally like when you look at cultures in the past, you know, a new religion that is more effective, and then the older conservative ones try to fight it. It's actually people dying as a result as well, but it's really like all just connected. And it's quite fascinating to think about it that the same process happens also in your brain. Don't know if that's why you experience the dissonance on a cognitive level, but it's a nice metaphor to dramatize it, to realize like, hmm, yeah, it's a real fight I have to get into, like letting go your previous beliefs, being uh, honest to yourself, really writing down your life and really going like, that's why I made this decision. And that's why I made that decision. I also had a talk with Katarina and she was also like a bit scattered because she started realizing a lot of what she did was because of safety. On a fundamental level, she just realized that she couldn't fall back on herself. And she always tried to get safety from the environment. And that's because on a fundamental level, she has low self-esteem because she doesn't have the confidence she can take care of herself. And that's why she wanted to get a lot of knowledge or all these things to be able to fall back more on herself. 
And it's very interesting to be able to analyze yourself, analyze your drives and understand why you do what you do. And it's also very fascinating to understand that if you go about it in a way using critical thinking, that you create a very strong structured layer that allows you more easily to fall back on. And when I say structured and logical, I obviously talk about a structure and a way of going about it that makes more sense. Of course, that fluctuates, but either way, like it's a process you go through, through gathering knowledge, thinking rationally and such. And it's basically aligning that self-image, that intellectual self-image with your true self. And if I want to define the true self, it's the reality of what is. That simple. The reality of what is. And your self-image is what you think the reality is of what is. And that is not always in line. And as you grow and experience life and gather more knowledge, you can become more and more aligned with it. And the funny thing is, if you're aligned with it, you don't need discipline anymore. You don't need motivation anymore to act. You just experience choices, awareness. And I'm going even further saying you don't even need experience. And you might say, like, how does that mean you don't need experience? And that's something a lot of people think. They think if they go through life, if they want to grow, they need to go and experience life. But that's actually bullshit. If you value what you are on a fundamental level, you can just use reason to adopt certain insights without having to go through the experience. You don't have to make the same mistakes as your ancestors in order to realize that it's a mistake. You can literally just look at it, learn from it, adopt it without having to go through the experience. And that is something to be very aware of. You could still say, like, make the argument, but then you go through the experience of learning it, right? But that is basically using experience in a different context. A lot of people sometimes think you have to go through the experience of getting a dildo shoved up your ass in order to realize what you have. Sometimes you're going to lose what you have in order to value what you got, but that's not true. You don't have to go through that experience if you critical think, if you value making sense, and as a result, you adopt these insights just by thinking about it yourself critically and adopting them because you understand them. And that's why critical thinking is fundamental in your ability to feel self-confidence, have high self-esteem, be in the present, aligning your self-image with your true self. Of course, you have a lot of questions and dissonance, but the dissonance then gets translated in a will to understand. And that is something that I have very heavily. When I went through life, every time when I had an issue or a problem, I always tried to find the solution. Whenever I experienced internal conflict or cognitive dissonance, that meant that my self-image was not in line with my true self. So I tried to figure out, okay, why am I experiencing this duality? And by figuring it out, I align it back. And that requires critical thinking. It doesn't require your ability to, you know, be ignorant and push it away, because that just then... This is all processes that run in the background and clock your working memory and your ability to be more intelligent. So being able to critical think and really balance your ideas and thoughts really allow you, enable you to be more capable of building and falling back on yourself. So when you go through your life and you write everything down and look at it from a third perspective, you can experience a lot of anxiety and feel it like a threat to be able to admit and let go certain things you hold on that are more your environment or your family or whatever. But what you get in return is a very strong, you know, tool to make sense and to fall back on yourself. And I still think maybe people are going to say, yeah, yeah, but you said your environment is part of the self. Yeah, it's all intertwined. But even if it's all intertwined, you yourself are the only variable in the equation. So you're better off falling back on yourself than falling back on your environment. It gives you more sense of knowing what you want, what you are and a sense of security. Of course, you never can know for sure, so you also have to accept that. But the beauty of the brain is if it understands itself, 
Because on a fundamental level, your true self wants to make sense. That's why it brings about cognitive dissonance or inner conflict when you have two conflicting ideas. And the thing is that if you do so, you automatically also have the ability, a very strong ability to just accept when there's a wall. You're not going to argue with the wall. You just come to acceptance. There's even like experiments with dogs where you put them in a situation where they cannot get away. And at a certain moment, they just give up and they just accept. And that's the same with us. Our brain has the ability to accept when we know there is a wall. You just have to understand that it's there. What I also want to say is like when you go through your life and you really start thinking critically, what you basically do is you translate knowledge into your own subjective reference frame. You start relating certain insights towards yourself and it can literally cause a paradigm shift or it can also cause a catharsis. But what is very important to realize is that it's very personal. So what works for you doesn't always work for everyone. And sometimes people can have that tendency where they get a certain insight and they're very enthusiastic and they go to their friends and they explain it and they go like, yeah, 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 because it worked for them. But that doesn't mean it works for other people. And that's something to be very aware of because writing down your life and such might help for some people, but for other people might do nothing. So it depends from person to person. Every person has their own key that unlocks their uh, door to higher self-awareness. So that's also something to be aware of. But on the same time, when you figure it out, it does apply for a certain amount of people. Since the world is so big, it will apply to certain people. So I'm just explaining many different ways of being able to gather this knowledge and these insights. And obviously, since we're already here with quite some people, these insights do help. And every time when I explain it in a different way, it allows more people to relate to it. So whenever you experience inner conflict, you have to resolve it. I'm going to give you guys a little example of how I critical think. So it just gives you guys insight in my abilities, but also my, um, how it translates into my way of thinking and how I live my life. Since I've aligned my self-image very strongly with my true self and I value making sense on a fundamental level, whenever I come to something that doesn't make sense, I experience a lot of cognitive dissonance. And depending on what it is, it can either be something that actually really bothers me or something that is not that important. I always weigh it in, of course. So yesterday, I was listening to the audiobook of Homo Deus. And at one point in the book, it explains that when you look at evolution of humans and evolution in biology, how, you know, all the small little particles like mechanisms brought up who we are, that why are we conscious? Because the book says... And not just the book, but also in the scientific community and even the philosophy community. And it's actually quite a well-spread idea or thought. Like, why do we experience consciousness if you could just take away consciousness out of the equation and everything would still work? Of course, we don't know how the brain works. And therefore, you know, that sounds very plausible. So like our existence itself, if everything would still work even without us experiencing it, why do we experience in the first place? We might just as well be machines and robots running around. What if everybody else is just a simulation and you're the only one that experience? For all you know, you don't know. But even experience itself, why do you even experience? Is it even something that is required to exist? Because everything would work automatically. So basically, when he said that, I already thought about it in the past. And I had answers to that. But now I thought about it more. And it caused quite some existential dissonance because it doesn't make sense if there is no reason for me to exist because all the simple parts would bring about everything I do anyway why do I exist and I'm just giving this little idea here right I just heard it on homo deus and most of the time when people think about it they just think about it they just move on I don't 
I hear that, I go like, this doesn't make sense. That means that my existence doesn't make sense. And why am I existing then? I have to figure out and give an answer to this question. And this is actually a question that hasn't been, as far as I know, been answered in the scientific community in a way that is really, you know, relatable and that can explain why we have consciousness and the experience consciousness. But I found an answer. And the reason why I found an answer is because making sense is my core value. And I will give you guys an answer. I don't know how many people will understand it, but the people that will understand it will really be blown away. I figured it out in one hour, by the way. And it's because I really critically think. I'm just giving this example to show you guys how much I critical think. I come to a problem where you really question existence, right? Why do you experience everything with work without experience at all? Why do we even have this thing called consciousness if everything would still work without it? The problem is that it's flawed. You might say, like, why is it flawed? I'm going to tell you guys, first of all, a very simple example. And I'm going to build it on top of that because then you guys are going to understand why philosophers and even scientists cannot find an answer to the question, even though I just come with an answer just like that, that even philosophers and scientists will agree upon. When I ask how much is one plus one, everybody in the chat would say like, well, it's two, right? But one plus one is not equal to. And he might say like, you are crazy, right? Like, what are you saying? That's not true. One plus one is equal to. That's not true. The sum is more than the parts. It's just like... If you look at all the cells in your body, you could put them all next to each other. It doesn't bring about a human. The sum is more than all the parts together. And the reason why I know this and the reason why I say this is because I critical think. Even something that is as spread as one plus one equal two, I question that. Because if I say like, okay, I add all these cells in my body, I add them all up, I don't come to a human, right? I just have a pile of all these cells. So you cannot just add them all up and then you have a human. The total of a human is much more than all the parts together. Because, essentially, it has to do with information. That we are all actually information. We're not just, you know, parts. But either way, I'm not going to go into that. If you understand that the sum is more than the parts, you can't just look at all the mechanics in your body from an evolutionary perspective and say, you have all these mechanics working, therefore, we would do everything without the sum being part of the equation. So basically, since the sum is more than the parts added together, you can't make a logical claim based on just the parts. And now when you look at evolution, evolution goes through things much more complex than how we would go about things. So when something evolved, it didn't just only take into account the property of the parts, but also the properties of the sum. And the sum, which is us and our consciousness, is something that has been able to evolve because through natural selection, if you could give an added value to the property of the sum of all the cells or whatever, then that can also give a beneficial additional uh, survivability on top of all the mechanisms. To give you a more relatable example, if you would look at the internet, the internet is not self-aware. But imagine now that the internet would not be the result of humans, but would be the result of a lot of internets evolving. If you'd have trillions and trillions of internets evolving, the internet that would be self-aware would thrive above all the other internets. Because that sum would have, you know, an additional property that benefits all the parts. And that's why we are self-conscious. Because the property of our sum gives an additional bonus to our survival on top of the parts. And that's why we are conscious. 
And I'm just explaining this for people that know the example and know the question, know the thought experiment, how I can come up with an answer that people try to figure out an answer for tens of years, and I do it in an hour. And the reason why I can do it in an hour is because making sense is my core value and because I'm a critical thinker. I always question everything. I don't just take something and take it for granted. So if you start thinking one plus one equal two, something that everybody accepts, you already lost the equation. You will never be able to answer this problem because you have to know that the sum is more than the parts added. At the moment you realize that because it's also omnipresent. You don't have to be an Einstein to know the sum is more than the parts added together. Look at gravity. If you look at all the electrons or all the quantum particles, you wouldn't think gravity exists. It's something that only emerges when you add more and more together. And that's the thing. If you start thinking and looking at the world for what it is to your own skeptical lens, you start making connections that people have taken for granted and didn't think about for decennia, if not millennia. And that is exactly the reason why the scientific revolution has caused such a big growth and exponential growth in us evolving, because we thought we knew it all. It's only when we accepted we were ignorant that we started growing exponentially. And still today, a lot of people think we know it all. They don't question things that are given to them. They just take everything for granted and eat it up. And that is the power of being able to critical think and to have making sense as a core value. I'm just giving it as an illustration because when I heard it yesterday, before I felt asleep, I experienced so much existential anxiety and stress because of the idea, if existence doesn't make sense, why do I exist? And because I want to make sense, I just can't. Like, I really went to bed very stressed. So when I woke up during the sleep, maybe I made already connections. I said, like, I'm going to tackle this problem because it's causing too much inner conflict. In one hour, I tackled it. And I do that with everything. Whenever I experience inner conflict, I have to solve it. I don't just go like, this is a problem that nobody has found an answer for hundreds of years. Who am I to find an answer? I don't think that. I see this problem. I'm going to solve it. I'm going to give you guys another one. Because the problem there in that situation is the subjective reference frame. The reason why we can't answer the question about this consciousness, why are we conscious, why do we exist, is because we are approaching it from our own worldview. And as a result, we just apply our beliefs to understand it. And there's another one that is also being brought in the book that I also think is unlikely. And it's the one where if we come to a point where we can simulate ourselves, there will be a lot more simulations than the actual original, right? Obviously, there is one creator and only everything else are simulations. So the chances of us being simulations is much bigger than we not being a simulation. It's something you can't argue with if you look at it from a subjective reference frame. This is even what Elon Musk says, by the way. But it is, in my opinion, flawed. And you might wonder, like, but how is this flawed? It's because when we come and think about us simulating ourselves or simulating consciousness, we think from a three-dimensional point of view. But if we evolve exponentially, we might be able to even harness time and space. That's even more likely than unlikely. That if we exponentially grow, we will be able to harness time and space. And if you take time and space out of the equation, then the idea of simulating things into the future makes no sense. And if that is the case, that would mean that maybe intelligent life is already all around us. And that singularity merely is us merging with that already established intelligence. Would even also answer the Fermi paradox. Why don't we see intelligence all around us? Because it's already all around us. But it's not subject to our time and space. Because it's five, six, seven dimensional. Who fucking knows? And that's the thing. If you look at things from your own perspective 
It's like an ant. How can an ant understand a human? If we advance in technology exponentially, the gap between an ant and us will be smaller than between us and this higher intelligence. So why would this higher intelligence still be subject to time and space? It'd probably be able to harness it. And then suddenly, the idea of in the future or in the past, like the future will create simulations, doesn't make any sense at all. So I'm just saying, like, when I say these things, it's very important, like, you always think in certain frameworks, you look at the world in certain frameworks through your own framework, and the ability to think outside your framework, the ability to think outside the box is very, very powerful, and you can achieve that by critical thinking. And the reason why I'm explaining this is just to enhance and emphasize how important it is for you guys to think for yourself. That's how I come up with insane ideas, is because... I don't just accept what I see. I always critical think. I always think for myself. That's why I also absorb insights immediately. If I see something, I critically think about it. The moment I do, I understand it. It becomes part of my awareness instantly. I don't have to go and experience it. I just instantly adopt it. It's also because I value making sense. If something doesn't make sense, it causes too much conflict. So I'm just saying like for people to go all the way back to what I said at the start, writing everything down, thinking as a third person, really reflecting on it, being able to let go your identity and your story gives you a vacuum, you fall back on making sense and you use your critical thinking in order to start building a paradigm that is much more in line with reality. And the real talk is a gold mine. You know what Fabio said when he came here, when I had a, a talk earlier with him? He said, when I was watching the real talk, I underestimated how much insight you had because I take all these things for granted. I didn't think how deep it went. And same with you guys. You guys are listening to me. You guys are only scratching the surface. It's important to think for yourself. And that's when you start unlocking the awareness. But you got to think for yourself. I can't do that. I can only show the way, but you guys gotta walk it. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.